I think what we have to realize is that maybe we're being conditioned to not take care of ourselves and we've been socialized to put ourselves last. Yeah. But at the end of the day, no one's getting an award for putting themselves last. It's safe to say that we are 100% settled into this year. But personally, I feel like while it's still quite early in the year, it feels like it should actually be November. You know, the hustle and the bustle of this year has been real. And that's why I felt it was really important for us to focus on self-care this month. Because, you know, when we're on the move the way we are, I think we sometimes forget to really take care of ourselves because we're so busy, often due to responsibilities toward everything and everyone else except ourselves. A study although international, actually shows that women make up 47% of the U.S. workforce and 73% of those women are actually employed full-time. And even with that, they are still spending up to 10 times more time than men on unpaid tasks. And these tasks include childcare, senior care, volunteer work and domestic chores. You know, so considering the full-time work that they actually have, and couple this with all those unpaid responsibilities, 52% of mothers actually report feeling quite burnt out from this dual weight of their responsibilities. Another study actually shows that of 2,000 Americans surveyed, 57% of them do actually make time for self-care. But of those surveyed, 62% of women surveyed actually feel quite guilty for making that time for themselves, while only 47% of men felt guilty. And for me, that's really just so crazy, you know. Does society really have women that hardwired to care more for others than themselves? And I'm asking this question, but, you know, I've, I know that I have felt guilty too sometimes. And, you know, self-care is still something that I still battle with as well. You know, and these stats actually tap into so many important points that we'll be touching on in today's podcast with content creator, entrepreneur and self-care coach, Ms. Danusha. Danusha actually helps millennial women prioritize holistic self-care so that they can actually show up as their best self and actually avoid burnout. And isn't that something that all of us want for ourselves? You know, this was really a conversation that I enjoyed quite a bit and I hope that you'll enjoy it too and take away some really great nuggets that you can apply to your own self-care journey. So have a listen and enjoy. So hey Danusha, how are you doing? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Good, thank you. You know, it's it's so great to actually have you on the podcast and to actually chat about this topic called self-care. So firstly, I just want to give you the warmest welcome and I just want to thank you for joining us here on the Me, Myself and I podcast. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> so before we actually get into it, can you tell me a bit more about yourself and the, the work that you do as a self-care coach? So yes, um, I'm a self-care coach. I only deal with women. <laughs> I mostly coach women. Um, and I help them to develop strategies and I teach them tools and techniques on how to promote and how to prioritize themselves um, mm-hmm. and prioritize self-care in their lives by um, learning different things like growth mindsets, boundaries, mm-hmm. um, quite a lot that we go over. Um, mm-hmm. And I also am a digital content creator. I also talk about self-care in a holistic way. And yeah, I've launched my own self-care journal and self-love affirmation cards as well. 
Oh, that's amazing. You know, what's really important for me with each and every guest that I actually have on the podcast is this fact that, you know, the work that they do needs to actually focus on an area of life that needs to be prioritized. And I think self-care in particular is so important because, you know, we're constantly pouring into others to the point we're actually pouring into ourselves is something that we neglect or we put it second to everything else because we're so caught up in taking care of everyone else. And it's so wonderful that you're actually trying to change this narrative um, so the work that you do is so appreciated. It's so needed. And I just want to thank you for that. Thank you so much. <laughs> so just to kick us off, I think, you know, probably the most important conversation, the most important question in this conversation is what is self-care? So it's really a process of taking care of oneself with the holistic sense. So mm-hmm. for me, it's really thinking about mind, body, spirit, um, the different dimensions of wellness as well and this is just to promote you know your health um, and just being active in the way that you take care of the different areas of your life so whether it's sleep whether it's exercise you know the things that we know we need Mm -hmm. um, or it could be different things that might not be the basics like your sleep nutrition all of that Mm -hmm. but whatever it is it is to promote one's health and wellness you know when we're on social media, we obviously see that, you know, self-care is one of those big buzzwords that are kind of in right now. But does self-care actually work? 100%. I do think so. And it's, I guess it became trendy actually back in 2017 overseas. Mm. And then with the pandemic again, it became trendy because of everything we were facing um, so I guess in 2020 again. Yeah. And I think social media has this like one definition of of self-care where it's just like oh I'm taking time out to myself gonna do my skincare gonna take a bath (laughs) you know the usual stuff um but I mean medical uh professionals have a completely different uh view of self-care it's usually to manage your illness to help you um kind of manage whatever symptoms you might be feeling Mm. and that you don't get more ill that kind of thing um and then you get the plain old definition, which is what I gave you earlier. Mm. So I feel like we we kind of made it simple as it just taking care of oneself. Mm. Um, but I actually just posted something now that it's not just you taking time out for yourself. It's not just that. It's quite mm. intentional. It's strategic. Um, it's a routine. It's it's not like only when you're tired or when you feel fatigued, mm. then you practice it. It's, it's not like that. I think the benefits are great. It's going to help you reduce stress. It's yep. going to bring joy in your life. And we all know we need a little bit more joy, especially mm. through what we're going through um, in this world. And life is stressful. Life is difficult, you know, without the added stresses. Um, so this is why we need it more. Yeah. And it, it can also just help you to prevent um, diseases, to cope um, with any things that you might find come up and Mm. it just keeps you healthy keeps you feeling good like your vitality all of those things your energy even your happiness it's so it's just so necessary it's not um something that we should neglect so i think just to um bring it back for um for you Tell us a bit more about your own self-care journey. When did you realize that you actually needed it? And once you actually incorporated it as part of your life, how has it actually helped you? So back in 2015, I had a nervous breakdown and that was a result of stress. 
burnout. Uh, it's also load shedding then. So <laughs> added to a lot of stress as mm-hmm. well. And it, I think I started getting more um, kind of in touch with what I grew up with, like my hobbies and my creative side and all mm-hmm. of the things that you neglect when you grow up, you know, yeah. when you become adults and you're working and you're busy, you yeah. don't do those things as much as you did or you don't even do them at all. Yeah. Um, there were times where I wouldn't even listen to music and I don't even know why. Um, so I think that brought it a little bit home. But mm. back in 2019, before everything, well, before the world went, you know, <laughs> insane, um, yeah. I also went through something quite um, difficult. And I think that's when I also realized, okay, um, I... Like, I just coped with this because I grew up with so many tools and techniques of how to keep myself balanced. Hmm. And I used to talk about it a lot. So even though I used to talk about beauty and other things, like that was my niche, wine and all of that lifestyle. Hmm. And when I started to speak more about personal self-care things, we spoke about motivation, like wellness, all of that, I, I realized that there was a need for it because... Hmm. Like you said, we raised to look after other people. As women, we're, we're trained and socialized yeah. to put everybody else's needs before our own. So that's when I really delved very deep into it mm-hmm. and where I like studied it and did the coaching course and mm-hmm. all of those things um, to just understand it from a foundational point of view, speaking to experts, professionals from different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's really made the biggest difference in my life. So I think just to, to circle back to something that you, you touched on previously when you were speaking about the definition of self-care, you mentioned that, you know, um, it's something that's all encompassing. It's, it's about overall wellness, your physical wellness, your spiritual wellness, wellness of the mind and wellness of the emotions as well. So, you know, taking that into account, how, what are some of those activities that you can do in those areas um, that can actually contribute, you know, to a good self-care routine for oneself? So I think it's so personal to each individual. Mm. I think if we're looking at um, physical things, then going for a walk, exercising, getting enough sleep, those are, you know, the big ones that really do make a huge difference. I would say sleep makes the biggest difference and we neglect it. Your nutrition, getting the right foods, all of that basic functions, getting enough water, all of and that as well. And then when it comes to the spiritual side and the mind, like mindfulness um, and emotional, I really like journaling. Mm-hmm. I like doing yoga, meditation. Um, yeah, so there is so many different things that you can do. I it, I really can't like prescribe what each person should do, but I think that they should try out different things so I also like drawing and Mm. sketching and painting and other people like singing Mm. dancing it really can be whatever it could be pottery you know Mm. it could be skating but it needs to be something that you really enjoy and you do consistently and you know you feel real pleasure from it um and it helps you it really helps your state of mind and your state of well-being Okay, I think I think one of the questions that I was going to ask is how often should you do it? Like you mentioned, it's something that you need to be doing consistently. 
is how often you need to do it. Is that something that's unique and personal to each individual as well? Yeah, 100%. I also would say that each person kind of has their daily like schedule or their plan mm. and then they have allocated if they can allocate some time to self-care whether it's on a weekly basis whether it's on a daily basis whether it's on like you know bi-monthly basis whatever it is it needs to be something that is systematic and that it works for you mm. um and it kind of like flows with your days and your, and your weeks and you don't like burn out every few months um because you're not doing it consistently you're not taking care of all your needs yeah so it really does depend on if you are if you are going to get a coach or um, work with someone then that would be something that they would help you to come up or decipher yeah so I think just touching on um the fact that each self-care routine is actually personal and unique to each person how do you actually see that coming through in the clients that you coach on a day-to-day basis um so I think people kind of think that the way that they operate is fine because they're fine. But what you actually want someone to feel is like they're thriving, mm-hmm. you know, like they're up, like they're really operating at their best and they're very happy in, you know, most fields of their life. So that when something stressful happens or anything can go wrong, mm-hmm. they do feel fully equipped to deal with it. And they also know when to prioritize themselves. They know how to set boundaries, you know, yeah. so no they know how to adapt to situations as well. So what we would do is kind of come up with a strategy and we'll actually test it out over a while to see what actually works for them. And they're the ones that actually come up with, or they have these ideas of what they enjoy doing that's going to help them, even if they haven't done it in a while, they don't mm. really make time for it. But they're the ones who kind of put it into where they think it's possible and we test it out and we might go back to the drawing board. Mm. But we work together and I find that when somebody has maybe a creative outlet or they have some kind of hobbies or, or something that they really enjoy through whatever stage of their life Mm. or they want to learn something new but they're open to it then it's really achievable to find something that they can do regularly like almost daily or every other day Mm. or some people do it every uh, weekend but I find that people can do it consistently in the mornings if it's like five minutes even ten minutes every morning Mm. those kind of have the best results because you set the tone for the day, you set the tone for the week, yeah. um, it becomes part of you and you look forward to it. Um, and, and we all need something to wake up for. You yeah. know, you want to have something that really inspires you so that you can wake up in the morning. And that for me, I think is, I think the best time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then also the evenings before you go to bed, if you can do something, um, I do think that also helps. So I think just bringing it back home to you once again, tell us a bit more about your own self-care rituals and routines. How did you actually establish what works for you and what doesn't work for you? What did that journey look like for you? So I've always liked um, writing. I've always been a writer. Mm. And I only took up journaling, I would say, in the last like, three, four years properly. So I used to write poetry growing up. I used to write song lyrics. Okay. <laughs> I used to write a whole lot of stuff. Mm. Um, and so I really got into journaling. It was quite easy for me to do because okay. I generally love um, writing. 
and singing so those are like things that I can do all the time you know Mm. eyes closed kind of thing and that really helps me I'm not a gym person so I really don't like going to the gym so I prefer (laughs) I prefer like doing exercise to classes yoga classes pilates Mm. slow movement but they it's still quite hectic yeah it (laughs) is it does get hectic (laughs) yeah you think it's like easy but it's really not yeah um and I, I love going on walks. I particularly like going in walk, uh, uh, taking a walk in nature because mm. I feel like it's just so much more relaxing um, than just walking around like in your neighborhood. Yeah. Um, I just think like being in nature is, is just brings joy and it makes you feel so calm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think for me that's like the major ones I do. On the weekends, I love wine tasting. <laughs> I like going out. <laughs> when I'm in the mood, when it's not cold freezing mm, yeah um but yeah like I said it's also just up to the individual to do what makes them happy and make more time for things to bring them joy you know even if they have to do it alone mm. that's that they should be comfortable with that was there ever a time where you kind of adopted a self-care habit because it was kind of the in thing so say for example yoga but then you actually found out that it's something that just didn't work for you, even though it was working for your friends and your family. No, I actually grew up doing yoga. So I was doing it from like six years old. Um, mm. But I'm trying to think if there's something else that didn't really work for me. Mm, oh, yes, the 5 a.m. thing. Waking up at 5 a.m. <laughs> no ways. No ways. I'm not a morning person at all. I'm more of a night person. So like this time of night is a good time for me I go to I can go to bed late um, mm. I can work till late if I if I want to I have to wake up at a certain time in the morning because of the world yeah but I'm not waking up at 5 a.m I'm sorry <laughs> you can still practice self-care and do what you got to do if you wake up after five yeah <laughs> it's not for everyone yeah it yeah. definitely isn't <laughs> so I think mm. something that you have touched on so far quite a bit is the fact that you know self-care can often be so difficult for women to actually implement whether it's um them just starting out their routines or whether they already have an active routine that they're practicing day to day um and i think you know often as women when we do practice self-care um habits of self-care it's either attached to feelings of guilt so you actually feel guilty for putting yourself first or you actually just have this fear that, you know, putting yourself first or taking better care of yourself can be something that's viewed as selfish by the people around you or the people that you're actually supposed to serve. So why, in your opinion, do you think it's so hard for women to actually have or maintain habits of self-care? Like you said, it's really not taught to us. It's not really prioritized in our like development and growing up, especially if you grew up in a brown or black family like it's always about looking after the family mm. and yeah taking care of everyone's needs as women yeah so I think the guilt then comes in when you know that oh I could be doing that you think about oh I could be doing this for my kid or I could yeah. be doing this for my husband or the house or the laundry has to be done these are the things the narratives like we tell ourselves mm. and the thing is that there's always something to be done there's yeah. always going to be something to be done. But it's a matter of you saying, cool, I know I have to do X, Y, Z. Mm. Um, but it's really taking away five to 10 minutes or 15 minutes of my day going to delay that so much so that I can't do it. Is mm. like, is it not worth it putting my needs, putting the things that are going to honor me today um, ahead of that? 
because I'm I need it for my mental health or I need it for my emotional well-being. So it's really about you asking yourself, where is your time actually going? Because okay. a lot of the time is that we say that we don't have time, but then we spend three hours or 24 hours on social media. Yeah. Or we spend every night watching series, watching a movie, mm. um, doing things that I'm not saying you shouldn't be doing because you need those things, but you can limit that time that you spend there and take some for things that are going to grow you and help you feel fulfilled and have mm. a lot of joy. Um, and also things that you might just need to do, like, you know, setting a budget, um, yeah, maybe doing your taxes. These are things that, you know, have to be done. And it actually can be part of your self-care as well because you yeah. can make it enjoyable. Just because it's numbers and spreadsheets doesn't mean you can't enjoy it. doesn't mean you can't put on a podcast, put on music and do it while, you know, you're sitting with your spreadsheet. It, it mm. really is about you looking at things that's going to help you and grow you and help you get to the next phase of your life um, to prosper in all, in all avenues yeah. and say what would make it more enjoyable. So you touched on, you know, setting these habits in place is kind of asking yourself you know what are those things that you need to kind of put ahead of other things and this is where that idea of self-care being viewed as selfish comes in so do you think that self-care can ever be something selfish or can it ever be selfish i don't think so obviously if you're going to use it in a malicious way or you're trying Mm. to intentionally harm someone or hurt somebody by saying oh no this is self-care then no but if you're just taking care of yourself then definitely uh, without harming anyone then it definitely isn't selfish at all Mm. I think the term you know relates so closely self-care self-care like you know because it sounds the first word is self yeah and whenever we think of something like self we, we think that it excludes others but the reality is when you are at your best, that means you can also perform at your best and also give to others at your best. Mm. And, you know, let your kids see you at your best and your family see you at your best. And that's what we want. I mean, yeah. we never want to see someone um, really suffer or um, be down and out or struggle in any way yeah. because you're demanding things from them without allowing them to give back to themselves. So it's about you setting those boundaries and coming back to yourself and asking, well, what do I need for today? What, how does my body feel? How does my mind feel? Mm. Um, what could help me? Um, what am I lacking? Am I lacking sleep? Am I lacking, you know, good nutrition? Have I been eating all the Easter eggs and not really <laughs> eating anything else, you know? Yeah. And yeah. it's fine. If you do that, that's fine. But you've got to obviously come back to those nutrients that you also need. Um, so I don't ever think that it can be selfish in, in that way now. Yeah, I love that you say that um, because of its very name, self-care, it sounds like it's something that you do just for you. But as much as it seems like it's something that you're just doing to benefit yourself, it's something that actually benefits everyone around you as well. That's such, you know, that's such an important point to bring across because if you're not at your best, you can't give your best to everyone else and you're probably going to be in a crappy mood and you're going to be snapping at everyone and you become, you're going to become resentful. And I think that that's one of mm. the most important points that I want to actually bring across in this podcast is that as much as it is about the self, it's 
also in that in the same breath about everyone else around you as well and how much better you can give to them um, if you take mm. better care of yourself 100% so for people who are actually listening to this podcast right now and you know they want to get into setting up a routine for this for themselves where do they actually start and most importantly how do they actually maintain it in all the busyness of their day-to-day lives So I think it's first to monitor your energy and see what your energy is like on a day-to-day basis. Would you wake up with lots of energy? Do you wake up tired? Uh, When do you find your energy like being higher and then when are you finding it being lower? Mm. Generally, when it's dropping, if you wake up with low energy, you want to do something that's going to give you whatever energy. So whether that's exercise, movement, um, you know, going for a walk or something that's going to get those muscles and the blood flowing, mm. that could be a great way to start. If you have your slump maybe in the afternoon, maybe it's a three o'clock slump, so maybe you want to do something then, maybe it's some yoga, maybe it's some um, journaling, whatever you find that you gravitate towards. Mm. I know these are the common things, the yoga, the journaling. Just so happens that I like those things. Usually I'm not. <laughs> Usually I'm the person who likes the different things. Yeah. Um, but for now, I think you should look at what you, maybe look back at what did you enjoy when you were growing up? Mm-hmm. or at any what was something that you also said oh I want to learn how to play like an instrument or something you said that you would do eventually one day learn a new language mm-hmm. you know those are the things that you want to do it's just that you don't make time for it so whether you take five minutes or half an hour or 15 minutes but you start in you schedule it in like you would do your lunch break or like you would do your meetings mm-hmm. um everything you put into your calendar you actually put it in your calendar like okay cool at this time tomorrow I'm doing X, Y to, to help me, to make me feel good, whatever the case may be. I mean, sometimes it's simple. It's just like setting up a coffee date with a friend or yeah. working together at a coffee shop or um, just meeting up or, or having a phone call or even a group call. Um, you know, there's so many. So each of us have our different ways of um, feeling joy. Mm. So I think it's really about looking at that and how you can integrate it into your daily and um, schedule and making it a priority because you know the rewards you get from it you know how much you feel you know how you cope so for example if I don't meditate if I skip like two days the two days are absolutely crap and Mm -hmm. the third day I feel even worse and that's because I'm so used to doing it my body so used to doing it and it really helps me mentally emotionally um so I know I'm neglecting myself if I don't do it so it eventually gets to to a place where it's like it becomes part of you you want to have it stack it you want to include it in your other routines so that it basically becomes part of you so it might take a while to find what that is Mm. but it is really about being intentional because time is not something that should be wasted so you you need to see where you can start it in um and I know we're all busy but there is always time if we make it. So I love that you're touching there on that there's always time if you actually make the time. So, you know, to that mm-hmm. person that is literally like, but Danusha, it, it's impossible. My life is just way too busy. What do you have to say to that woman? I would say start with one minute. <laughs> if you can find one minute where you just literally do deep breathing, because deep breathing is so powerful. Mm. If you can 
um, you just see how you do it. So if you can do box breathing, where it's just breathing in for four seconds, holding it in for four seconds, exhaling for four seconds. Mm. That's the easiest. Um, it's the four, seven, eight um, breathing technique as well. Just watch a video or just read up on it. It will take you one minute to do. Mm. And you can do it while you're even at your desk or while you are busy doing other things because you can watch the dishes and breathe. Right? <laughs> so start with a minute and see how you feel. And then when you get that feeling, you're going to want more minutes. And so you're going to give up binge watching an entire series for the night. Yeah. Maybe, you know, slot in a few minutes there when you can. And some days, obviously, you're not, some days are just hectic, you know, some days mm. are emergencies, some days are, you might not be able to do it every day, but you still will go back to it. Yeah. And I think once you get, you find something that really brings you back often, and makes you feel really good, hmm. then you've got it. And so you won't complain that there's no time. You will find a way around it. Yeah, that's, I think that mindset is so um, closely linked to, you know, when you're working on your passion, yes, your nine to five has you so busy, it's so hectic. But if you're really committed to mm. your passion, you're going to make time for it, even if it's 10 minutes a day, even if it's an hour a day. And I think what I'm gathering from what you're saying is you literally, you need to have the same mindset when it comes to your self-care, even if it's five minutes, even if it's 10 minutes, you just need to do something and doing it more and more every single day will help you to gradually build up to it actually becoming a full-time habit in your life. 100%. And one thing we have to remember is that wellness and health, you can't buy that back. There's no mm. amount of money in the world that's going to make you better if you are past that point of health because you get it yourself you can get so many parts of your life and mm. you become ill so it is important it, it's it's healthcare um and healthcare is already very expensive yeah. so it really is prevention better than cure so it's used as a, as a tool to, to help us to stay well that's what mm. we want yeah definitely and I think we we almost drawing to a close in terms of the, in terms of this conversation. But you know, before we close off, what are three tips um, that you can give women when it comes to prioritizing self care? I think you really have to dig deep and ask yourself those questions that you don't want to ask yourself, mm. because a lot of the times we kind of put things that bother us or that we are afraid to address at the back, and we leave it. And eventually that thing will bubble up and become an issue at some point in our lives. Mm. Mm. So I would really suggest addressing that because once you kind of get rid of that baggage and get rid of those things or heal past those things, you really bloom to being more of you. And mm. when you're more of you, you prioritize your needs and your wants and you honor yourself and you keep promises to yourself and you learn to trust yourself so I feel like that was the process that really got me to this point mm. if I didn't go through all of that and then I would have not even been here I wouldn't even be having this conversation with you yeah so look at what you'd neglect so have those conversations what do I need what is my body need? what am I putting off when you're putting off something ask yourself why am I putting it off am mm. I scared what's making you scared, those kind of things. And then once you figure out what that issue is 
and you learn how to move past it, you can use your self-care to to grow you and evolve you for whatever that may be. So mm. whether it's a passion project, whether it's finding your purpose, um, whether it's getting fit, whether it's looking a certain way or getting healthy, mm. um, anything, right? You can use your self-care practice as part of that. Yeah. Then you schedule it in, you use your Google calendars, you, you really make it part of your daily routine and also communicate to other people to let them know like this is my time doesn't mean that I'm excluding you it means that I'm including me in my own life that I'm prioritizing my own needs as well which is going to be good for me and then good for you as well Mm. so boundaries are super important there and letting people know and also just um, learning how to deal with your own emotions and manage your emotions and knowing that it's okay if you don't feel fine you don't Mm. have to pretend to be fine all of those things energy management time management emotion management like getting in touch with those fears and knowing that Whatever it is, whether it's a few minutes or Mm. whether it's an hour, whatever time you have, use that to grow you. Use that to promote your own wellness. Mm. And there will be days that you'd rather not, and that's fine. Honor that. (laughs) But there are days that you'd rather be doing the thing that's going to help you grow. So go ahead and do that. Schedule it in your calendar. So I think just to close off, obviously me, myself and I is all about prioritizing yourself what is that one thing that you want people to know about the relationship between putting yourself first and self-care? So I think that, like I said earlier as well, that when you put yourself first, it doesn't mean that you're not giving back to other people. Hmm. It just means that you're including it yourself in your life. Because really, if you're going to live your life for other people all the time, hmm. you're going to wake up one day and you're going to be like, well, where did the time go? What did I do with my life? Yeah. I didn't learn that language. I didn't learn that instrument. I didn't get fit if I wanted to. You know, all those passions and all those goals that you have for your life, that is part of, of your self-care. That's part of your vision. And mm. it's part of your dreams. And it really is related to self-care because you tr- you prioritize those things that you want through your own relationship with yourself. So mm. I think what we have to realize is that maybe we're being conditioned to not take care of ourselves and we've been socialized to put ourselves last. But at the end of the day, no one's getting an award for putting themselves last. No Mm. one's getting an award for burning out. No one's going to come and rescue you if you are not doing fine, if your health is on the line. We don't expect other people to save us, to fix us, to do. So we have to do it for ourselves. And once you get onto that journey of really prioritizing you and your needs, it will be the best thing that you ever do because you're having an honest relationship with you and the people around you. Yeah. I actually, I love that this last point that you really drove home for us. The fact that, you know, no one's going to give you an award for burning out. No one's going to give you an award for being the most overworked person in South Africa you really need to Mm. it's important to take that time out for yourself because if you burnt out if you have a breakdown no one's gonna care you're gonna have to actually be the one nursing yourself Mm. back to health and I think that's that's such a beautiful point to end us off with so I think we Mm -hmm. before we say goodbye (laughs) is there anything that you'd like to share or promote before um, you say goodbye to the listeners 
comments. I do have my self-care journal and my affirmation cards, which I think are pretty helpful. Mm. Um, the reviews have been great. But I do think that you, you've got to look at the eight dimensions of wellness. Quite a few. I won't go through them, but look mm. it up and really analyze those dimensions of your life and see where it can be improved, what is lacking. Because mm. I know, for example, when it comes to rest, it's seven types of rest. And people just think that sleeping is rest, but you can sleep all you want. But if you don't get the emotional or the um, social rest, then yeah. you're still going to be tired. So really analyze those dimensions and see what you really need and what is lacking and try your best to fit that in to improve and eventually you'll get to a space where it's better for yourself because you're taking care of your own needs mm. and question things so um if you speak to health professionals or if you see someone question them ask them um if you don't think what they're saying is true tell them what your experience is because you also know your body more like better than anyone else does yeah so if you find something that's wrong or you're not sure about things then question it and be curious hmm well thank you so much for that danusha this chat has been absolutely amazing. Um, I've learned so many more things about um, self-care, learned so much in the way to actually be thinking and approaching self-care. So I really hope that you know our, our, my listeners will find this quite useful as well. Um, so thank you so much for that. Um, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. This chat has been amazing. Thank you so much. I've, yeah, I enjoyed it as well. And I hope that they also will. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of me, myself and I. What were some of your key takeouts from our conversation? Do you already have a self-care routine in place? What does that actually look like for you? Or has our conversation actually encouraged you to set one up? Follow at me, myself and I underscore ZD on Instagram and tell me more about it. Love you guys.